Murder, that's that heat stroke Throw them thugs my way, you cast that street smoke Gonna need your best lyrics, shoot your free throw Let the money talk, KFMGB Dogs pushing buttons like remotes for a casino Showed you love, but now I gotta smoke you like a pre-roll Poolside in a mansion or in the casino I'm respected in these streets, you talk Alright, alright, alright Welcome back, welcome back You know what time it is It's the Fan and the Van podcast time Uh... Obviously, you had Game 3 yesterday of the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Rangers came up short. You know, listen, you know, Tampa's going to be a tough out here. I've already said it, you know, but I got to be optimistic that my boys get it done. So, uh, you know, listen, they got to take Game 4 in Tampa and end this in the Garden. Um, You know, I saw after the game where they, you know, they interviewed the head coach of the Rangers and they asked him about the hits on Shesterkin. And he says they'll go to the league about it. Listen, I'm not saying that's the reason the Rangers lost. You know, bottom line is this, even the goalies are going to get hit at times. Was it on purpose? I don't think so much. But, you know, again, it's up to anybody's interpretation. You know, one person's going to have a different viewpoint from the other person. But, you know, the Rangers really kind of got outplayed yesterday. He's got to, you know, you got to be honest about it. I mean, yeah, they took advantage of the power play, Sabata, Jad, and Kreider, and then, you know, they just, they really couldn't just keep their foot on the pedal, and Shesterkin kind of, you know, gave up some easy ones yesterday, and that's just, you know, listen, that's just how the series is going to go, and, you know... Again, you know, is Tampa totally out of it? No, Tampa showed you yesterday that they got that grit to come back and at least win one. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I think game four is Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, it's a wait and see on that one. And obviously you had, you know, Yankees baseball yesterday. And this is my problem with Major League Baseball. So, when the games aren't on, yes... If it's not on ESPN, if it's not on uh, Channel 11, which is WPIX, right? They now got into the whole streaming thing. So if you have Apple TV, you could watch it. If you have Amazon Prime, you could watch it. Yesterday, they decided they're going to stream it on Peacock. Now, what if you don't have Peacock? Now you got to go and you got to buy another streaming service just to watch the Yankees. This is where Major League Baseball does not give a flying fuck about you, the fan, in general, because, you know, I'm great, you know, I'm lucky enough to where I know somebody who has Amazon Prime, and I'm allowed to log into that shit and use it, you know, same thing with Apple TV, you know, even though I have an iPhone, I can watch it if I want to, you know, but I'm not buying a streaming service to watch my team, just like if you have the MLB app, okay, and let's say you're paying $7.99 a month and the Yankees are on, but you can't watch it because it's blacked out in your market because it's on Yes or it's on ESPN. MLB doesn't care about you, the fan. You know what MLB cares about? They care about the money coming in. That's all they care about. Okay. And a lot of people are like, well, it's on Peacock. I'm not watching it. And listen, you have other options if you don't want to watch it. I listen to I listen to the game as much as sometimes John Sterling screws up a call where oh look it's a home run and really it's just a a shallow fly ball to right field but I rather listen to it on the radio for free 
then pay for another streaming app. I already have enough. I got Netflix. I got freaking this one. I, no, I, I'm not paying anymore. You know, at Major League Baseball, you need to put it on one streaming site where it's free. You make enough money off the fan as, as it is. If you think about it from this perspective, ready? Ready? You pay, let's say, let's say for the, the regular fan. Let's say you pay 100 bucks for a ticket. Okay, you've already spent 100 before you walked in the stadium. Here comes parking. Let's round up, let's say 50 bucks. Okay, you've just spent 150 bucks now before walking into the stadium. Okay, you're not even 20 feet before now you have to buy something at one of the stores because you're there and it's like, oh, you know what? Let me get a new hat. Let me get a new shirt. Now, let's say you spent, let's say you bought a hat. So let's say 200 bucks because for whatever reason, hats are the most expensive thing on God's green earth, but whatever. Okay. Now, now you spent $200 already. Game hasn't even freaking started yet. So now you got to go get your beer. There's another 15 bucks. You got to get, you know, if you're a sausage and pepper guy, there's another 13 bucks. You know, if you're a hot dog guy, there's another 12 bucks. So... You figure you buy all that roundup, 300 bucks before you sat in your seat, okay? 300 before you sat down. Now, let's throw in another, let's say, 30 bucks because you finished that one beer, and now you and your buddy, da-da-da, all right? Now the beer guy comes around, all right? There's another, there's another 30 bucks. You've just spent $330 before the first pitch of a baseball game. Mind you, that's over the course of, say, twenty to 30,000 people in one stadium at a time. Multiply it by that, and then multiply that by the amount of innings. Does MLB really need more of your money? For a fucking streaming app? Because Apple TV streaming, streaming of it, their broadcast announced team... Because it was on Friday night. And they're talking about how the Tigers get two hits. They're like, oh, the Tigers are looking good here. It was 8 nothing. I could have called that game better. Hell, Apple TV, hire me. I'll call the game better. Because it gets somebody who knows what they're talking about. Amazon Prime, I watched it once, and it wasn't bad. Because it was at the stadium. And then they did it at Tampa, and it was a complete shit show. It was like kicking you out, it was freezing, it was lagging, it was this, it was that. No, I, I can't do it. If you're going to do it on a streaming site, then just do it through the MLB app and make it free. You make enough money. I can understand. Okay, if you want to do a yearly subscription of, let's say, like 15 bucks, to be fair. I think, I think anybody could pull 15 bucks out of their asshole and pay for the MLB app. <clears throat> but if you do that, every game needs to be eligible to be watched then. It should not be a Yankee nor a Met game should not be blacked out because it's on its respective stations, whether it's SMY or whether it's the Yes Network. You should be allowed to. What if you're not home? What if you don't want to download the, you know, the Yes Network on your phone or the SMY app and then have to log into your provider to do, to, you know, to do so. You know how annoying that is? Okay. Oh, good. Now I'm on the Yes Go app. Oh, I got to log into my cable provider. Oh, now I got to remember what that login is in the email. It's, it's a crack of shit. 
It's a crock of shit. I honestly rather just have it on the MLB app and let it be either make it free for everybody or, you know, make it where you could watch every game. It's as simple as that. That was one of the biggest complaints I heard yesterday from not just Yankee fans, but Major League fans in general. It's so ridiculous that in in the world we live in now, I understand that we're afforded these opportunities where we could watch it on our phones, tablets, laptops, computers at home, whatever it is. But the fact that you have to download yet another streaming site to watch your favorite baseball team. Like I think, what is it? The 10th Yankees Cubs is on is on Amazon Prime. And now that though, you're taking away, in my opinion, from the Yes Network. And I'm sure the Yes Network gets compensated for all this, but you're taking away from the fan that loves watching on the Yes Network, that loves hearing Paul O'Neill call a game, or David Cohn, or if you're a Cameron Mabin guy, or if you can understand what Carlos Beltran's saying, or if you know if you love Michael Kay, you know, you want to hear David Cohn, even if they have Jeff Jeff Nelson on, or even at times during a game where they have like a Yankee legend there and he comes up to the booth. I like that over anything else. Okay, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, they're not sold, you know, they don't like Michael Kay, you know, you know, they think he's, you know, annoying and whatever else. I'll tell you right now, would you rather have Michael Kay call a Yankee game or would you want to hear Mike Francesa call a Yankee game? Let's be honest, be honest about it, because I'd rather Michael Kay than Michael Francesa, because Michael Francesa to me is the biggest jerk off in sports history, so... Whatever. I get the guy was successful in, you know, in sports talk radio, but the guy was just a jackass and treated everybody as such. Now, obviously, so you had the Yankee game yesterday. And for the life of me, Montgomery's pitching a decent game, but the Yankees can't score. See, this is the problem. Friday night, the bats are hot. Saturday, eh. Sunday, it's like they needed CPR, you know, to, to, you know, to come alive. I understand some things happened where the Yankees were able to come back after they took the lead. And everybody's trying to figure out this fascination with why are we still playing Joey Gallo? And I got to ask myself the same thing. Everybody got excited. Oh, Joey Gallo woke up. There's the home run he needed. da 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 It's we need more than Joey Gallo just to hit home runs. And John Sterling yesterday, and this is a stat that I would not be fine with. John Sterling yesterday is talking about after the home run, he goes, you know, I think the Yankees would be happy if he hit 30 to 35 home runs and was batting 235. I think they'd be okay with that. Who in their right mind would be okay with that? I sure as hell wouldn't be okay with that. If I'm Joey Gallo, I wouldn't be okay with that. You know, and again, it comes down to a, a mental thing, and I just don't think that Gallo has it to play here. And it's to such a fact that, you know, Friday night they had to make a decision. Stanton coming off the IL, who do you send down? And honestly, this is where you knew who you knew if you choose the one, you know if you sent down one guy, this conversation was going to happen. Well, the Yankees did it, and the conversation's being had. So you send Miguel Andahar down. Again. A guy who's busting his ass to play multiple positions so he could get a chance to play. And a guy who who can hit. 
So you send him down so you could so you could you know reinstate Stanton. But what happens after this though is late last night, and what a lot of us woke up to was Andahar went to Aaron Boone and said, "I want to be traded." And the response to it from a lot of Yankees fans, I was surprised. I figured they'd all be like, oh, good, get him out of here, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of it was like, no, this guy deserves a chance. I got asked. And honestly, I think Miguel Andahar deserves a chance to be the everyday left fielder for the New York Yankees. <coughs> because he can hit. He's versatile. Because you can play him in left field. And if you want to spell Donald, you want to give Donaldson a day off at third, he could play third base. You know, What's wrong with having two or three guys that could play multiple positions? I mean, you have it with DJ LeMayu, who could play every position in the infield. I've never seen him play the outfield. But you have Marwin Gonzalez, who could play the outfield and the infield. So why not have Miguel Andahar that could do both? There's more upside to Miguel Andahar right now than there is upside to Joey Gallo. And if you're a Yankee fan that thinks different, you're an asshole. Okay, because if you're okay with the way Joey Gallo's been not producing, then let me say this. Your parents should not have reproduced. Okay, because you're an idiot. Okay, because Joey Gallo and listen, I was one when they made this deal. I loved it. I'm not going to lie about it. I loved when they got Joey Gallo. I figured, all right, we're going to get Joey Gallo, the guy who the guy who smashes everything. You know, you, you know, there's nothing he can't hit out of the park. And then we get. This Joey Gallo, this guy who's a former shell of himself, let's call it what it is. And I understand, yeah, he hits the home run that ties the game. You know, it gives Montgomery some relief. You know, I, I, I grasp that. But it's more than that that we need to see from Joey Gallo. It's more than that. I'm not saying he's got to go out there and be like Aaron friggin' Judge right now. And it was funny because, um, you know... One of the guys from 1420 Sports, guy Brent, was like, I don't get the infatuation with them playing Gallo every day over Andahar. And, you know, we, we went back and forth. And then, and then the other guy, uh, 1420 Dave, goes, uh, well, you got to do something because you got to clear the room for Judge's 10-year contract. You know, pretty much saying trade Gallo and you'll make room for the 10 years for Aaron Judge. And again... I, I'm, I don't see where you give a guy who's now 30 a 10-year deal. Like I said Saturday, I would give him 7 with a, with a player option for 8, a team option at 9, but I can't give him 10. I mean, but then again, the Yankees are going to do what the Yankees want to do based on what is beneficial for them. So, I mean, we, we're all entitled to the opinion of where do we think the Yankees go with Aaron Judge. You know, we could discuss it till we're all blue in the face you know, and everybody's going to have a different opinion, and some are going to agree, and some aren't going to agree, and, and that's just the way this sports debate works. Okay? You know, but I think 10 years is too much. I don't mind paying him, but again, if you're going to pay him, don't pay him in the decline years. Pay him in the prime years. That's all. That's, that's all. I'm, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Um... You know, yeah, on that, what else do we have? Oh, so then last night, you know, because I, I told some people I would discuss a little more like WWE and AEW wrestling a bit. So 
we'll get into this for a few minutes. So I got asked, obviously, Wednesday night, AEW has their show Dynamite on TBS. And I think I mentioned it where they had this whole thing with MJF where he, he no-showed a fan fest. Well, after the pay-per-view comes and he loses to Wardlow, right? So he comes out Wednesday night and he does a shoot. And he shoots on, he pretty much shoots on Tony Khan and his contract situation and how since he's been here since day one, you know, he's busted his ass to be where he is while Tony Khan's paying ex-WWE guys to come in. And a lot of people saying it's a work, you know, a work which is, it's written into the storyline, even the fact that they've taken him off the, the AEW website, stopped selling his merchandise, this, that, and the third, okay? To me, honestly... If you're somebody who watches wrestling, you'll know when it's real and you'll know when it's fake. But you have to look for you have to look for certain things to figure that out. Okay. So I'm sorry. I don't think this is a work at all with MJF. I think MJF is as serious as it gets, but I also think MJF is the AEW version of the Cleveland Browns Baker Mayfield because I think you're overhyping yourself just a bit. When you, you cannot sit there and put yourself in the ranks of Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair when you haven't done anything those guys have done in the professional wrestling business. Okay, I'm sorry. You just can't. You could be pissed off that you've been there since AEW's inception and you're one of the four pillars of that company I understand that, and the fact that you got great mic skills, and you're a huge draw, and I can understand you being pissed that they're giving money to a guy like John Moxley, who was Dean Ambrose in WWE with the Shield, and that they're giving it to Daniel Bryan, and that they're giving it to CM Punk, and that's another thing I'll get into in a minute, but I can understand all that, but... What he did Wednesday, you have to, you, uh, <laughs> I loved every minute of it. You know, I didn't get a chance to watch it when it happened, so I had to go back and watch it. But my God, did he eviscerate Tony Khan to no end. And he's got a point. Tony Khan runs a, runs a business with his dad's money. And he just goes out and he gets his favorite toys. And this was supposed to be a company that was anti-WWE in a way where it's like, well, they do things their way, we do things that way. And it's fine to bring in former WWE guys, but now at the rate you're bringing them in is a bit too much. It's to a point where, you know, you have all these guys now and you have nothing to do with them. You have no storyline for them. It's like WWE. It's like where they keep certain people off TV for a period of time because you have nothing for them. And it's almost like you're pushing the guys that were there since the beginning, that were there for the creation of this company, and it's like you're pushing them to the side. And the other problem with AEW is this, is that you have it also ran by wrestlers themselves. So like the pillars of that at the time, it was Cody Rhodes, who then left. It's the Young Bucks, it's Kenny Omega, you know, it's all these guys that were in the elite, that were part of the Bullet Club, okay? And... You see how it's going because the Young Bucks are always on TV. So it's almost like they go to Tony Khan and go, well, we have to be on TV all the time. And we have to be in high-profile matches. If you ran the company, you wouldn't be in the title pictures. And that's something where 
I it, it worked out to their benefit to a degree, but it hurt them in a way because it's like every match the Young Bucks were in, there was always one they should have lost where they could have dropped the title sooner and, did it and didn't do it. When they had Kenny Omega as the AEW champion, it made sense because Kenny Omega is one of those guys you could put in the category of a Bret Hart. In my opinion, from his days in New Japan to you know to come into AEW, a guy that turned down a lot of money to go to WWE because he knew if he went to WWE, he would be a mid. Okay, and MJF could be as annoyed as he wants, but let's be realistic. For those who do watch professional wrestling, and you see the WWE product now versus then, and I understand it's different times, it's a different era. I understand. But at the end of the day, if MJF went to WWE, you know where he would be? Right there with Dolph Ziggler and The Miz. You'd be mid-carters. That's where he would be. In AEW, he is a star. He is a main eventer. So if I'm, if I'm MJF, I stay where I am. Because, you know, the, like the old saying goes, the grass ain't always greener on the other side. And that's something that CM Punk and Chris Jericho both publicly came out and said. In this whole situation, they were like, you know, you think the grass is greener on the other side. It ain't no better there than it is here. Okay. And for a guy like CM Punk, he knows all too well. A guy like Chris Jericho, he knows very well. He knows very well as well. But getting into CM Punk. So they had the double or nothing pay-per-view, right? They have CM Punk beat Adam Page. But CM Punk also gets hurt during the match. And he winds up having to have surgery on his broken foot. So now he has to drop the title. AEW does a ranking system. So right now, John Moxley is the number one ranked guy in the heavyweight division or however they do, or just in the company alone. So it's whoever, I think, I forget how they're going to do it. Maybe some tournament, some, some something like that. But whoever wins that faces John Moxley, they're going to have an interim title holder. And then when CM Punk comes back, then it'll be unified, almost like UFC in a way. All right. That, that's all well and good. But my issue with this whole thing is. Is I wouldn't have had Adam Page drop the title. To CM Punk. And, you, and if you're a fan of wrestling. You're probably going to be like. Oh but I love it. I love it. Here's why. Punk is 40 what? 41, 42 years old. You think he could still have that run the way he did in WWE when he was champ for like over a year and a half? That was seven, eight, nine years ago. This is where professional wrestling gets this wrong all the time. And especially WWE. Where they want to put the belts on these older guys. And, and, they've, and Vince McMahon has done that with Goldberg on more than one occasion where it's like they build up this character. And then you have this this pay-per-view come up and you have to have a temporary stopgap to make your WrestleMania main event. So you have the guy win the title, let's say, before or at the Royal Rumble or whatever it is. And then, and it's and it always seems to be Goldberg. So like, for those who remember when Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, was a huge character in WWE, nobody could beat him. Not Seth Rollins, not, not Daniel Bryan, you know, Nobody could beat the guy. But all of a sudden, a 50-something-year-old Bill Goldberg, a former shell of himself, could come in and smashes him in two seconds. 
Now, I'm not saying that's the way it went with, with, with the CM Punk match with Hangman Page. I understand why they had to have him drop the title. Because to me, Adam Hangman Page is not a marketable champion. He's boring. He's bland. I, I get the fans love the, oh, there's about to be some cowboy shit, blah, 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 whatever. But how long can that shtick really work? Let's be real about it. How long can it really work? Now, if AEW was smart, I would have had it end in a no contest and put MJF in the title picture. Because now you figure MJF's contract is up in 2024. Okay. You want your big money payday? Here's the time to prove it. Can you be a marketable champion? And let him hold the title for as long as Kenny Omega held the title. And put him in big money matches. Have him face John Moxley. Have him face Daniel Bryan. Have him face, you know, his old former pal Wardlow. You know, let's see if he can carry the company the way he says he can carry the company. That's what I would have done. But I sell auto parts. I don't work in the professional wrestling world. So if I did... You probably have different products. I'm just saying. Uh, but, man, oh, man. Um, but going back into Major League Baseball, though, now they got the wrestling talk out of the way. So for the wrestling fans, I incorporated it this week. Um, I really didn't talk much about Hell in the Cell because, honestly, there was only one high point, and that's the fact that Cody Rhodes wrestled with a torn peck and won. So for those who say that that was fake and it was paint, Again, wrestling is a, is a magic show. It's all illusion. You got to figure out when it's real or not. Uh, but getting back to baseball, though, who would have thunk that the Mets would have the best record in National League Baseball? And again, you know, Steve Cohen came out. Steve Cohen was talking about how it's night and day between the offense from last year to this year. And he's right, because it is. It is. I mean... You know, they're scoring more without their top pitching than they are with their top pitching. And as long as they can keep doing this. Now, again, as I was telling, I was telling people this because, you know, it's great, it's great when you watch your teams, whether it's, the, whether it's the Mets or the Yankees, beat up on the bad teams. But you can lose one against a good team or split a series with a good team as long as you go 500 against all the teams with with the same record as you, or a little bit less, or a little bit better, you'll still end up with a 500 record as far as the series go along. Okay? You'll still win 100 games. Do the math. It works out. Okay? And who was it? Tyler McGill of the Mets was asked, how would you feel about a Subway series for the World Series? And he goes, I, I can't lie. I, I can't lie. I have thought about it. <laughs> would it be great for Major League Baseball? Yeah, would it be great for the city of New York? Yeah, would there be a lot of sports debate and a lot of talk and a lot of a lot of everything? Yeah, sure, there would be. But do you really want to see it, though? Do you really want to see it, though? I honestly wouldn't mind seeing another Yankee Met World Series because how many times are you ever going to see it? Let's be honest. How many times? And 
not only that, if you had a Yankee Met World Series, the travel isn't that bad to where you honestly don't have to have it every other night that there's a game. You could do back-to-back nights at City, back-to-back nights at Yankee Stadium, and then split it up to whichever way it goes after that. You could do that, but Major League Baseball probably won't do that because, I mean, if you look at if you look at the NHL playoffs, they're playing in Tampa for two games. Why do we have to wait till Tuesday for game four? During the regular season, we don't have to wait for that. Unless it's you're traveling from the east to the west or the west to the east. Okay? But we don't have to wait for that during the regular season. Why during the playoffs now? Why can't they play? You played Sunday at 3. Why can't you play tonight at 7? Another interesting thing I've seen is the NBA season too long. I'll be honest, 60 games is more than fun. And I think it makes it more competitive. You know, but will they shorten the season? Probably not because, again, like every other sport, it comes down to one thing and one thing only, and that's revenue. More games, more money. More games in your arena, more fans come in, more money is being spent. So that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't think you'll ever see a season get cut down unless we go through another pandemic. That's the only way I think you see it. The only, only way I think you see it happening, to be honest with you. There'd have to be something so catastrophic that you'd have no choice but to cut it down. You know, like they did with the NBA where you post, where you, you suspended part of the season, then it was right, we'll have the play-in tournament, and then this, that, and the third. And the same thing with the NHL and Major League Baseball. You know, well, we can't not have a season, so... Let's just take this half of this. Let's just do this and create less travel. And, you know, let's just have 60 games. Which made some players look better than they really were. Hence in point, Luke Voigt. <coughs> I, mean, I mean, let's be honest. You're, you're a Yankee fan that loved what Luke Voigt did in that shortened season. But did you really think he was going to do it again? And the signs point to no, because now look at him in San Diego. I don't even think he's playing. You know, look at Robbie Cano. I, I got asked, do you think the Mets made the right decision with the with them releasing Robbie Cano? Well, it sure as fuck looks like it now. Because he goes to San Diego and he's done nothing. If I'm Robbie Cano, hang up the cleats. Ever since you left the New York Yankees, you have been nothing but hot garbage. Okay? And for those who said, oh, we should have kept Robbie Cano. Yeah? Are you happy they didn't? Because I am. Because I'm happy. Because he wasn't the same after. He wanted his big money deal. And the Yankees weren't caving. Because the Yankees knew what was going to happen. So. See you, Cano. Just retire and call the day. Uh, on the NFL side of it. I think, what was it, Friday or Saturday night? A 24th person now came out. Oh, Maron, this Deshaun Watson situation. And everywhere you read, apparently there's going to be a decision on the suspension soon. Um, you know, they, they need to do something. I honestly, how do you, and I know I spoke about it at length on Saturday, 
but how do you let this guy touch a field? How? How? You, you, I don't understand. In essence, you're going to pay the guy a max, de- a, a, a max deal of $230 plus million if the NFL does this right. But you're going to have Jacoby Brissett on the center. Because I don't get how you go to Baker Mayfield and ask him to be your starting quarterback. I, I, I don't see how you do that. You, you would have to be... You would have to be... Uh, I don't even think... There's not even a word for what they would have to be. In order to in order to get that to happen, and if I'm Baker Mayfield again, why, why would you? I wouldn't do it. But a twenty fourth per and like I said Saturday, how many more are there? And and this five thousand dollars he he was paying the health that the 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 spa owner, you know, it was to help her business. Really, to. to Help her. I'm sure her business was doing fine before Deshaun Watson came along. Okay? So obviously something else was going on. And not only that, why, you know, and again, this $100,000. So now, so now what? Now you're going to offer this one $100,000 too to, to what? Settle out of court? Again, if you were innocent, you wouldn't be offering shit. Okay? You wouldn't be offering shit. But. Whatever. That whole situation is, we'll, we'll see how the NFL handles it. Does he get suspended? I'll tell you right now. If he doesn't get suspended by the NFL, you're going to have a lot of pissed off fans and a lot of pissed off players in the league. I'm telling you right now. You're, you're going to look at certain situations. And, and I get the NFL has been very lenient on a lot of shit. A lot of shit they shouldn't have when it comes to domestic violence. And you can put this in that category too. You know... This is, granted, domestic violence is worse. It, you know, it's worse because it's physical. But this is also just as bad because this is, this is mental abuse to these women. This is something that they didn't want and it was forced upon them. Because let's be real, I, I got to be honest here. I could, just, I, could say, I could say with the utmost certainty here, if it was only three or four women... I would say, okay, you know, they're just looking for a payday. Okay. But you got 24 now? And who knows, by the time I upload this episode, they could be fucking 40. So, I'm sorry. He did some of this shit. I understand innocent till proven guilty. I understand two grand juries, not enough evidence. But again, now with more coming out of the woodwork... Does it go to a third? And I think it's got to. But I'll tell you this. If it goes to a grand jury and they do decide to indict, bye-bye, asshole. Because Deshaun Watson, you're going to get fucked. I mean, granted, he's going to get fucked, but he's going to get fucked going to jail. But he'll have 230 million. So, you know, he'll be fine. Well, after he pays off everybody, you know, for damages and whatever else, pain and suffering that he'll probably have to get, he'll probably maybe go to jail at maybe, who knows, he might be negative at this point, like Amanda Heard. Who knows? Who really knows? But uh, as I get ready to start taking care of some stuff here at work, I just want to thank everybody who retweets and follows. Obviously, my buddies at 1420 Sports, make sure you check them out. Uh... 
bunch of great guys over there. Uh, make sure to check out uh, Bray Wyatt fan. He's the huge uh, wrestling podcast to listen to, in my opinion. Uh, so I hope you like my takes on the MJF stuff. Um, you know, Nate's Daily Wages is always Average Joe Sports Podcast. Uh, you know, just every sports podcast in general. You know, you get a chance, check us out. And again, my, my, my messages are always open. Some people do message me and ask me certain things. Some want to, you know, be dickheads about it. And that's fine. I welcome it all. So, you know, again, if there's something you want to debate, I'll, I'll, I'll have you on. Somehow, some way, we'll get it done. Um, you know, obviously people always like, oh, hey, where can I find your podcast at? Listen, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podchaser. Good Pods, uh, Newsly, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Google Podcasts. Uh, I, I mean, it's all over the place. So check it out. Follow. We do follow back as well. So um, again, to all those that listen, follow, retweet. It's much appreciated. Till the next one. Stay safe. Peace.